You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And a very pleasant good morning, everybody. As always, good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind. And last night at Lone Depot Park in Miami, the Marlins returned back home, riding a seven-game losing streak. They opened up a six-game homestand with their first of three against the Washington Nationals. The lefty, the youngster, Jesus Luzardo, took the ball from Miami. He went opposite of the veteran right-hander Eric Fetty for Washington. Well, the Marlins losing streak for the second time this season has now hit eight. We've seen flashes of a very good Jesus Luzardo, and we've also seen at times when things start to go south and sideways, they can spiral right out of control. That, friends, is exactly what we saw tonight. And when you couple that with the Marlins' current inability to get much of anything going offensively, you get results like the one we had here tonight, and that's a 5-1 Nationals victory. The Marlins are now 3-8 through 11 games of this 19-game regular season series. Now 0-1 in this three-game tilt that started tonight, and they have dropped the first game now of what will be a six-game homestand this week. That will culminate this weekend with three against the visiting Cincinnati Reds, who just swept the Marlins over the weekend. Again, the losing streak now hits eight for the second time this season. The most recent time in which they dropped eight in a row, the 27th, of May through the 5th of June. So the Marlins are now 51-75 and 75 in a ball game tonight that pitted Jesus Luzardo against the veteran right-hander Eric Fetty. Fetty checked in with five wins and eight losses, a 514 ERA. Luzardo, four wins, six losses, a 776 ERA. So Luzardo was looking for his fifth win of the season. Eric Fetty was looking for his sixth win of the season. We were scoreless through three innings in this ballgame. The Marlins had a couple of chances early. They actually left a man on base in each of the first four innings tonight. In the fourth inning, they had back-to-back hits to get things going. We'll get to that in just a moment. Uh, But they just could not get anybody on, get them over, get them in in any capacity. It was, once again, a really rough night offensively for the Marlins. It was really good for Luzardo through three innings. But then you start to flip the order back over, and this is where Jesus Luzardo has started to struggle a little bit, and at times where it can get away from him the second in time through the batting order. Fourth inning tonight after a fly ball that started the inning to left field. Yadiel Hernandez tripled with one out. That set the table for Trace Barrera, the Washington Nationals catcher. Here's the 2-2. A swing here and this ball is tagged deep to left and there's no doubt about it. It's into the bleachers above the auxiliary scoreboard. A two-run home run for Trace Barrera his second and it's a two to nothing Nationals lead here in the fourth. A two run home run for Barrera, his second home run of the season, his ninth and tenth RBIs as a Washington National this year. So the Nationals had a triple and a home run to start that fourth inning with one out. And following Barrera, Garcia doubled. So they had a triple, a home run, and a double. All they needed was a single. And Lane Thomas had that opportunity with two outs and Garcia at second base in the fourth. There's a ground ball, and that's another big hit to the left of the bag at second out into left center. And Thomas, with a good at-bat, knocks in the run, picks up his fourth RBI 
and scores Garcia from third base and it's three to nothing Nationals. So Luis Garcia scores on the Lane Thomas single. The Nationals hit for the cycle in their three-run, four-hit fourth inning tonight, and they had themselves a comfy 3-0 lead, and that would be plenty for the Washington Nationals in this ball game this evening. Fifth inning rolled around, Juan Soto with a leadoff single. That set the table for the veteran slugging first baseman, Ryan Zimmerman. Battled some tough injuries, and he hits a high fly ball to left. This one's gone. Two-run home run for Ryan Zimmerman. Zimmerman connects for the long ball, his 282nd career home run, and his 40th against the Marlins. After the Zimmerman two-run home run, Jesus Luzardo got a couple of more outs. He allowed a single with two outs in the fifth inning. That was it. Ross Detweiler came on, relieved Jesus Luzardo, who goes four and two-thirds innings in this ballgame tonight. Gives up ten hits, five runs all learned. He walked one, struck out three, Allowed two very costly home runs, a pair of two-run home runs, the first in the fourth inning to Barrera, the second in the fifth inning to Ryan Zimmerman. Nationals had a 5-0 lead. Now, I mentioned the Marlins didn't have a lot going offensively in this ballgame tonight, but they had a big-time chance in the fourth inning. Jesus Sanchez singled in the fourth off of Eric Fetty. Brian Anderson followed with a double, a ringing double off the wall in right center field. Only problem, Sanchez was thinking about going from first to home. And Trey Hillman, it appears as if, was waving him home right before he hammered the bag at third. I will find out shortly, I would imagine, from Don Mattingly, who has yet to take the podium downstairs. I don't know if it was a late holdup and a late stop sign, but Sanchez hammered the bag with no outs in the Anderson double, uh, and he actually got thrown out at third base on a putout that went 8-6-5. to five. They threw behind Sanchez at third, who was a dead duck, so Anderson had himself a double, but the Marlins were in a prime position to potentially have a beginning with runners on second and third uh, with, just, uh, with nobody out, but uh, then there was Anderson at second with an out, and then back-to-back strikeouts, Alfaro and De La Cruz. Uh, and after that, unfortunately, it was uh, much to do about nothing, relatively speaking, for the Marlins offensively in this ballgame tonight. They did make a little bit of noise in the seventh inning facing Eric Fetty after an inning ending or uh, a fly ball to center field to start the seventh inning. Uh, that was an Anderson fly ball to center field. Jorge Alfaro followed with a single. Brian De La Cruz walked. There was runners on first and second base for the Marlins. Uh, in the seventh inning, Eric Fetty got yanked out of the game. Andres Machado came on for the Nationals. He struck out the catcher, Alex Jackson. They were on first and second with one out for the uh, pinch hitter, Jesus Aguilar. And he hits a hard line drive base hit out into left. That's going to get a run in. Here comes Alfaro. He'll score. The Marlins are on the board. A pinch hit RBI single for Jesus Aguilar. And unfortunately, that would be all for the Marlins there in the seventh inning. Miguel Rojas struck out, had an opportunity, struck out looking, facing Machado. Uh, Nationals bullpen was pretty darn good tonight. So, too, was the Marlins bullpen. Ross Detweiler, Austin Pruitt, and Brian Mitchell combined for four and a third innings of one-hit, no-run baseball. They walked a couple. They struck out five. The Marlins struck out eight in this ball game tonight, uh, but they just could not get anything going offensively, and unfortunately their losing streak now sits at eight. Three runs in the fourth inning for the Nationals. 
Two in the fifth, one in the seventh for the Marlins. They could not climb any closer in this ballgame tonight. Five to one, the final score. Nationals beat the Marlins tonight. Five runs, 11 hits, one error for the winning Washington Nationals. A run on eight hits, no errors for the losing Marlins in this ballgame tonight. For Eric Fetty, a career-high 10 strikeouts in this ballgame this evening. On the mound for the Nationals, they struck out 16 Marlins. For the Nationals this season, that is the most in a nine-inning game. They struck out 17. They struck out 17 Mets, actually, in an 11-inning extra inning affair earlier this season. But the 16 strikeouts, the most in a nine-inning game this season for the Washington Nationals. And as Kelly alluded to on the postgame or the, 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 the break after the final out there, you strike out 16 times, you're not giving yourself much of a chance to win a ball game unless you're going to blast a couple of solo home runs and beat somebody 2-0, 2-1. So uh, Nationals beat the Marlins 5-1. Fetty the winner. He's now 6-8 this season. Luzardo's the loser. He is now 4-7. Started at 7-10, finished at 10-26. Total game time, 3 hours and 16 minutes in front of 5,394 at Lone Depot Park tonight. Mentioned the Marlins struck out 8 in this ballgame. That means $200 will be donated to Auto Nation's Drive Pink Initiative to fight against cancer for every strikeout this season. $25 will be donated to the Drive Pink Initiative. 5-1 the final score. Nationals over the Marlins. The Marlins are now 51-75. The Nationals improved to 54-70. Fetty beats Lizardo. The Nationals have now won eight of the first 11 games in this 19-game regular season series between these two ball clubs in 2021. Well, unfortunately, the Marlins' losing streak runs the eight and matches their longest losing streak of the season. They fall the 51 and 75. Let's hear from Don Mattingly afterwards. Thanks, Jason. Uh, Donnie, just starting with Jesus Lazardo. I know you said before the game, execution is the most important thing for him. Just how would you evaluate uh, that area from him tonight and just kind of what you saw overall? Uh, I think um, better. Well, one walk, no walks. I'm sure he had a walk, one walk, I think. So that part's better. Uh, I think just in a couple of big spots, really. Um, you know, he gives up a couple, like, hits down the line, just kind of in the right spot to the lefties. Um, thought the Barrera ball, looks like he left the ball up. Uh, maybe, you know, you know, you obviously went, haven't went back in and looked at it. Uh, but just, you know, pitch in a bad location, maybe not the right selection. Uh, and the, and kind of the same with Zim. I, th- I thought the Zimmerman was kind of the same area or pitch that he'd got him with twice. Um, and guys like that, you know, they're going to, they're going to start anticipating a little bit. So you might have to change some things up. It didn't look like a terrible pitch, just maybe a little bit up. Um, but overall, uh, you know, obviously we like the fact that he's not walking anybody um, or the one walk. Um, but overall, for me, there's going to be positives. There's going to be negatives um, or, and things to learn from on both sides of that. So, again, Jesus is a guy that cares a lot. Uh, he's not going to, you know, go through a game and then not, you know, be concerned about this, that, or the other. And we just got to make sure that we just continue to, to progress, you know, to progress down the road. Uh, maybe some steps here or there that look like a side step or a back step. But um, if he keeps the right attitude, which he has, 
Uh, he's he's going to be really good. And then just, you know, offensively tonight, I, I'm sure it's tough playing from behind. Just as a group, are you seeing guys press when they're dealing with a deficit? Do you feel like maybe that also kind of played into the number of strikeouts tonight? Yeah, I thought their guy, that's probably the best I've seen Fetty. And obviously I went back and looked at a game on video, but it looked like he got the ball to the opposite side of the plate, uh, you know, away from the right-handers pretty well. Um, seemed like he got the ball out there well, got the breaking ball over. Um, I don't feel like we're pressing. I think guys are getting after it. I, I really don't feel any, any sense of that. Like guys aren't, you know, focused or anything else. Um, just thought he did a nice job on us tonight. Um, so, yeah, I don't feel like, you know, obviously we're not a club that's built to be coming from behind. Um, but, you know, obviously you still got to mount charges, um, you know, within a game and hopefully take advantage of those. Christina? Yeah, Donnie, the fourth inning again for Jesus. Do you see anything different from him that second time through the lineup, or is it kind of just sort of a coincidence? Oh, I don't know if you look coincidence like around the league. The more you keep running back through guys, um, the you know the better for for me. The hitters, you know, the advantage starts coming their way. Uh, so that that's one thing. But uh, still, you gotta you still gotta make pitches, and you gotta. You can't be – you got to know where you want to go. Uh, you can't be predictable, uh, things like that. So um, he, he's going to be fine. And, again, I think he's he's a kid that's got the right attitude. Uh, he wants to be good. You know, he's not going to, like – he's not sitting back and saying everything's okay, I'll be fine. He wants to keep working and keep getting better. So, And that's what's going to happen as long as he keeps that attitude. And you've been using Trevor, you know, as an example throughout the season for various pitchers. You know, last year we saw him, I guess, struggle with the big innings. He's taken that away this year. Just is that something for a pitcher? Like you learn through experience? Is it like how does that transition happen, that, that improvement? I think a lot of it is experience. It's like stop the bleeding and like when things are like that are going on, not getting caught up in that, you know, momentum swing and the game starts speeding up. Um, I think guys start to realize how to slow it down and make pitches. And I think that's what you see. And, and I think about like, you know, some of our veteran relievers that, that it seems like even though they might have a little trouble, they keep making pitches, you know, a guy like Dan. And I know he struggled a little bit as a starter, but as a reliever, you see him come in, he might miss, he might miss, may give up a hit. He keeps making pitches. He gets double play ball. And all of a sudden he's limited damage. Uh, and gives up maybe a run or gets out of an inning. And I think that's what you see with younger pitchers. Um, they get It gets going a little quick. And so a lot of times that for our younger guys go harder. And a guy with a little more experience is keep making pitches, you know, keep executing. Uh, and usually it, it limits the damage in those situations instead of going harder you know, keep challenging, keep going faster. It's not always the way you don't keep charging. It's like, okay, back off a little bit, make pitches. Uh, you'll get your outs. Let's go to Daniel Alvarez. Thank you, Jason. Don, in that fourth inning, we saw the single by Sanchez and then the double for, for Anderson. 
and they play at third. So from your perspective, what what happened in, in that play with, with Sanchez when he got uh, thrown out at third and and also the, the contact that Anderson was able to make in that at that and then the next one uh, with the fly ball to the warning track. Yes, a couple of the better swings that Andy's had, I feel like, in a little bit. You know, aggressive into that gap. Um, like you said, the next swing, too, that, that he hit good. Um, not quite sure what happened. You know, Trey, when he comes in, he's like, I, I should have stopped him earlier. Um, so, obviously, Trey's taking the blame for that in his own mind, which is what you like. Um, you know, you feel like Jesus can shut it down quicker, too. Um but it is one of those situations that you don't want to see it uh, just because you're down three runs at that point. First two guys are on your second and third, nobody you got a chance for a little rally. Um, and it takes a little sting out right there, you know, and then we don't score. So that, that was a little bit of a momentum changer or a chance for us actually to put a couple runs on the board simply by basically probably hitting a ground ball to the right side and a sack fly. You're going to get two runs there. Uh, in that scenario. So um, obviously it's a mistake on our part uh, on that backside of that, you know, on that, on that third base side. Jessica, you got another one? Yeah, just one, uh, just one more for me. Thanks, Jason. Um, Donnie, I know, you know, the guys are fighting hard uh, to kind of get out of this, this rough patch that they're in right now. Um, how do you either, you know, keep them from getting discouraged or, or, what's kind of the messaging to help prevent this kind of spiral in, into an even rougher patch? Uh, I think, you know, me's comments the other day were right on and you keep working and that's what you all always do. And you keep coming here with, with an expectation to win, preparing to win. Um, we, we, as a staff, I think we'll continue to work, making sure that we're, you know, talking with KJ and, and different members of the staff, we got to continue to work, got to continue to, you know, us as a staff be positive um, and keep trying to get better. And so, you know, obviously we've got a number of guys here at this point that are young guys um, that are trying to show what they can do, that they're part of the mix going into next year, and we've got to help them, them do that. And that's what we'll, we'll continue to do. Five to one, the final score. The Nationals beat the Marlins last night. Game two comes your way tonight at 710. It's going to be a lot of fun at Lone Depot Park. Edward Cabrera, one of the top pitching prospects in the Marlins system. One of the top pitching prospects within reason in all of Major League Baseball. He's set to make his Major League debut at 7-10. He'll go opposite of a very good youngster, Josiah Gray for the Washington Nationals, whom they acquired from the Dodgers at the All-Star break. 7-10 first pitch, 6-40 airtime with Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you find some time to join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.